0: Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.
1: Welcome back to Cruise Control. This is your automotive uh, online automotive, if on the air, automotive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on is, the air, we've online. We've only been doing this for 20 years plus. Uh, yeah. I'll get it. I'll get it re- eventually. Just uh, keep going, card, Les.
0: You'll get it. The
1: <laughs> got uh, got blurry. Anyway, two big things in the automotive world. One is the Woodward Dream Cruise in, up in Detroit. Big, big deal. And Monterey Car Week, which is which is the kind of yeah high dollar equivalent yeah, um, huge events, very very popular, and uh, we've been invited to Woodward a number of times. We we really need to go.
0: Yeah, well, we're gonna go there virtually later on and yeah. and talk about some of the things that have been going on in the world of Mopar. Um, But first, uh, let's talk about something that's going to be revealed uh, at Pebble Beach. And, you know, in the old days, uh, you wouldn't find a Kia being revealed at Pebble Beach, but uh, it's going to happen. And this is uh, the Kia EV6 GT, and it is a 576 horsepower uh electric vehicle less top speed of 161 miles an hour uh it has a 77.4 kilowatt hour battery with 160 kilowatt uh front motor and a 270 kilowatt rear motor and it has a drift mode (laughs) isn't that crazy it has a drift mode so you can hoon this thing around if you want to yeah
1: obviously um
0: you know, an awful lot of people like to do that.
1: You know, my feeling is not with my tires. <laughs> no, you need a tire manufacturers
0: uh, to support yeah. you.
1: But, but, uh, you know, that's your choice. Um, this, this thing is incredible. I'm sure it's electrically limited to 161 because, you know, with the, as long as you got battery power, you just keep going faster.
0: Yeah, the tires um, are
1: probably the limit. Tires, uh, well, a battery charge too. You're, you're going to use up an awful lot of battery. Yeah, going fast, and I, uh, you know, we you, you teased the idea a little earlier that that uh, horsepower is not going down; it just keeps going up. I believe that it, the big the big goal is a thousand horsepower.
0: Uh, I think it would be easily obtainable. Actually. Oh
1: yeah, but I think they want to do it in small steps
0: each year. Well, there's one, there's one vehicle that we're going to discuss next hour that has 1,200, and it's electric. I, th- I think you might see it go to 2,000, 3,000 horsepower.
1: <laughs> yeah, but eventually it's not drivable. It's not well controllable.
0: Well, I think the thing will be that these cars will accelerate so hard that people won't be able to physically handle it. You know, yeah, you'll get
1: tunnel vision,
0: blackout. Yeah, out. yeah. Uh, or they'll just be surprised. They'll hit the throttle uh, at the stoplight, and and <laughs> s- they'll just keep going. You know, <laughs> but well, uh, it would cause a lot of crashes. Now we don't know what this is going to cost. Uh, we only know some of the. Uh, information about it, it has a uh, world-first 800-volt multi-charging architecture, which enables ultra-fast DC charging from 10 to 80% state of charge in under 18 minutes. Um, we know about that horsepower. We know it has 400, 546 pound-feet of torque, 0 to 60 in 3.4 seconds. Uh, <laughs> as we said, top speed of 161, probably limited by the Goodyear Eagle F1 tires, fitted on 21-inch wheels. Um, so this thing is going to be incredible. It really is. And, you know, in some of the promo material, they show it doing a big burnout. Um, I, think, I think that's got a lot of people thinking about, you know, electric cars and what they can do. Um, you know, we saw this week that they revealed the um, Challenger concept, uh, over at uh, the Mopar Speed Week yep. event, and uh, we don't—I don't think we know the horsepower on that, but let's just say it's a lot, right? <laughs> it's uh, adequate. It would be more than adequate. So we'll, um, we're we're going to talk about that later too, uh, <laughs> because there's a lot going on there.
1: Yeah, and actually, in these uh, electric cars that can do zero to sixty in three seconds or less. That means you really could uh, sticky tape a dollar bill on the dash in front of your passenger and then hit the accelerator, and they won't be able to
0: reach up (laughs) and pick it up. The G-forces will push them back. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, when we come back, plenty more cruise control. We're going to talk about – Uh, Porsche not being able to complete some of their vehicles and why that is. We'll also look at some pricing on some other new vehicles. And stay tuned because we have that great interview coming up with Lincoln's head of design talking about the L100 uh, and what it's like to design an interior for an autonomous EV. Stay tuned. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. We're talking about uh, Porsches leaving the factory mm-hmm. unfinished. My idea was they ran out of screwdrivers, but I don't think that's the case, Les Jackson. Uh, no, uh looks like they're going to have to retrofit <laughs> headlights. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Yeah, there's no there, – it's a supply chain problem, and uh, they are awaiting their matrix headlights uh, for a number of different models, including the Panamera and the Macon. Um They just are under supply chain issues, uh, and they have to get the cars out. At least, unlike certain chips, that is uh, possible to put these things uh, in at a later date, isn't it? Well – that's right. And, you know,
1: here's where the war came in. Uh, the Ukrainian contractors who make wiring harnesses for them. Right. Uh, well, gee, imagine, imagine delays there.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, this is this is nasty stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe they are holding these things at uh, the Porsche f- plant and not <laughs> delivering them without headlights and say don't don't drive it during the day uh only you, drive it during the day how do you drive it when you get it yeah yeah so uh delays are out there uh you know that's people say they want to de- uh they want to order a vehicle so they don't have to pay the big markups well that's you know you might get it but it might be missing a few things right well, um, I have a cousin who
1: has a best friend who said that he ordered his Porsche
0: and he he didn't get it for almost seven months. Wow! Did it have headlights when it came in? I, I, I didn't know to ask. Yeah. So uh, it, this is just a you know a reoccurring theme, and it's not it it's not just cars. It's it's everything really. It's, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Many I, I often wanted to track many of the vehicles we've talked about here on cruise control. I wondered <laughs> if they've actually ever been built or have well, been.
1: And and we kid around every week saying, well, here's this vehicle, if you can find one. Yeah. Uh and we're sort of not kidding. Uh it's it's a real problem.
0: Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. So uh well, we'll keep you up to date on that. You know what's a real problem too? Sometimes keeping your vehicle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we've got a list the Hot Wheels Theft Report, most stolen vehicles uh in the U.S. and number 10 Toyota Corolla. G Jeep yeah, and Grand strange. Cherokee, number nine. Okay,
1: sort of understand that.
0: Yeah uh and then we've got Honda CRV at number okay. 8 number 7 is Nissan Altima uh, hmm. 6 is GMC pickup full size 5 Toyota Camrys
1: hmm. must be the, the there's
0: a there's a there's a uh there's a pattern here. Yeah, okay. And then uh, Honda Accords number 4 is uh, is uh comes in at 30,274. That's a lot. Honda Civic 31,673, Ford pickups 47,999, and Chevrolet pickups at a very close 48,206. I have some theories on this pickups maybe they're being used at a uh, work site or whatever people leave the keys mm-hmm. in them um, you know maybe they uh, maybe they're more prone to have the keys left in them what do you think I don't know
1: I think maybe that's true uh, plus they all look alike you know in a way
0: <laughs> you mean someone uh, just drives it by mistake
1: <laughs> no I think people take it because they know they, you know they could drive in plain sight and not get caught
0: yeah Also, they Um, probably want the parts that are painted the correct color. Which
1: brings up the cars, the Civic, Accord, Camry, Altima. I think they're stealing these for the parts market.
0: Okay. Okay. I think it could be true. And, of course, then there's that uh, strange story of a social media platform, which I won't mention, that shows uh, people ripping off Kias, inexpensive Kias. Yeah. uh, Which is, uh, you know not not a great thing it's kind of a stupid thing to do um but of course this is from 2021 and that sort of happened um this year so we'll see more about that
1: I'd I'd love to have
0: the the uh, data on per state yeah per state you know, yeah if there's a geographic component yeah yeah hey coming up we are going to talk about an incredible vehicle and it, it it's incredible the way it opens up it's the l100 um from lincoln and we're it's kind of and the design of the interior is really talk about clean sheet it is this is an autonomous car autonomous self-driving car electric car and uh the interior designer who we're going to talk to after the break his name is michael thompson he's the lincoln interior design chief and lincoln's always been known for great interiors and they have some incredible vehicles out there now that have super interiors but this one uh they really started with a fresh approach and we want to know what is kind of what is it like to design an interior for an autonomous car it's really a clean sheet you're not saying well i got to put the steering wheel up front and then i've got to you know have the passengers sitting here and the seats will always be facing forward so uh it, this is exciting stuff folks and uh, what I love about it, and, and we're going to ask Michael about it uh, when he comes on after the break, is the, the carpet, where you would find carpet is actually some kind of uh, uh, liquid crystal display, which is really unique because mm-hmm. normally carpet just lays there and you don't, you don't think about it. You're, it's just there, but here it's an actual moving um, part of the vehicle. And then you also have to deal with the fact that uh, the front seats, you know, they're not going to be used all the time for a driver to sit in there. So uh, this will be an interesting piece. It's going to be coming up after the break. Once again, it's going to be Michael Thompson, Lincoln Interior Design Chief. And uh, it, it really has to be an exciting time. Uh, for him and his team, because this is just—it's like in designing a, a a living room, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is going to become much more prevalent as, uh, as autonomous cars make their way into the uh, into the world. But Lincoln has some incredible interiors right now. I've they al- do. I always thought interior was perhaps the most. Important area of any vehicle because it's the one you see the most. I think so. I, that's what I choose
1: a, a vehicle for. And I
0: mean, yeah, and I, I make a choice. And there was that period of time where some manufacturers sort of, uh, you know, used the interior as the cost cutting approach and. I, re- yep. I remember that in the eighties and I was like, wow, you really, this is it. You know, I, I, I have a yeah. plastic model that looks better than that, but you can't do that anymore. People, uh, people expect great interior design and great interior, uh, fit and finish. And that's one of the worst things in a vehicle. If you start, moving around the controls and they feel ratchety or they're going to come off in your hand, I would think that <laughs> that is the way to really, you know, uh, make something that people will feel like this This just doesn't.
1: Nothing uh, turns you off to a vehicle more than the rapid aging of the controls.
0: Yes. Yes. It's also one of the areas of yeah. a vehicle that Uh, I think, ages even quicker than the exterior as far as the design and certainly, like, infotainment systems and and things like that. But uh, Michael's coming up after the break. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. And uh, this is one busy week in the world of uh, the automobile, let's just say. And it's always Mm. one of my favorite weeks because – It is a true contrast. You have the Woodward Dream Cruise, um, and then you have, of course, Pebble Beach, where we're going to next, uh, for some of the higher-end cars. So we will be right back and talk about this incredible Lincoln L100 with the interior designer, Michael Thompson. Stay tuned. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson, and we are going to talk about this incredible vehicle, the L100, uh, which was uh, shown uh, at Pebble Beach at the Monterey, uh, I believe they call it the Monterey Car Week. But we can ask our next guest, right. who is Michael Thompson, who is the Lincoln Interior Design Chief. Michael, uh, it's great to have you with with us. And, and tell us a little bit about this L100. It It actually is a historic name when it comes to Lincoln, yes. right?
2: Yes, it is. And thank you for having me, by the way. Um, and allowing us, uh, allowing me the, the chance to explain the um, the model L100. So um, you're absolutely right. Uh, in 1922, Lincoln had the model L. Um, and of course, it was their, 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 the first step towards a um, luxury Lincoln. A um, hundred years later, the model L100. So we're trying to celebrate a similar thing here, right? So... Um, it's a, a vehicle that is state-of-the-art technology, and it's really an experience-based type of uh, uh, car. Uh, we did launch it uh, the day before yesterday. Uh, we, uh, we're in, in the Monterey Car Week uh, from the Concour Village. We left the grill yesterday, and it's going to the concept lawn right now. Uh, where Tomorrow, it will be actually parked right next to the original uh, 1922 Model L. So it's going to be great to see 100 years of cars next to each other. Um, it's the uh, we're celebrating um our anniversary this with this vehicle
0: yeah this is uh this is incredible, and I mean of course interior design you you probably heard us introing this segment, Michael, but we think uh less I yeah. think interiors are the one of the most important parts of the yep. vehicles. Because uh, that's yes. that's your interface. That's your user interface. Right. And um, you had to design uh, you you kind of threw out, you know, you started with a clean sheet here because you had to design a vehicle that is autonomous, which means the yes. steering wheel might not always be there. Um, and the front seat might not always be there. And you, you kind of had to turn it in many ways into sort of a, a lounge or living room, didn't you?
2: Um, exactly. So this is what, and, and I love, by the way, saying that the interiors are important. I'm going to tell them to my exterior co-workers <laughs> as well. Um, no, uh, what we're what we trying to do for the interior is say, okay, so what is a sanctuary space, right? Uh, and what could, could it really be, especially now that we have this uh, model L100 as a possibility to our vision. So we started off with what we call the king-queen seat, which is the, the big seat in the back. Because the Lincoln is also about being driven as much as it is about driving. And um, then we said, okay, so the footrest came in to, to really get that laid back feel, but we, you know, there's multiple people in the car. So we actually made sure that there is a uh, flexible seating as we call it. So from underneath the IP, there is a, um, a portion that comes up which creates a uh, backrest, then it rotates open. So you create an even more of a traditional um, uh, driving position. So it's, it's actually, you see here the, the social seating, there's the driving position, and there is the, um, the, the solo seating, if you like. Um, and we said, okay, well, you know, the flexibility is something that, that you know, we, we want to show off, that, that Lincolns have. Uh, another thing is that we wanted to use the technology in a whole different way. When we created this interior, we said, OK, does there really need to be a big screen in front of you with Netflix when you have such a beautiful car? So we took the, um, the technology and actually placed it on the, on the floor because we found out there you can really change the mood of the vehicle. Right. So you see a digital floor and much, much like the seating, it allows you to change for occasions. Right. Lincoln is a, is a brand about occasion. So whether it's a red carpet event or whether it's a wedding or just a sanctuary moment. The, the floor changes from uh, the, the, the water underneath you to uh, personalized pictures to uh, my personal favorite one, which is the clouds, right? Mm. So you, you can adjust it and personalize it. So this interior is very flexible. Now, as far as being uh, saying, okay, it's autonomous, but you can still drive it. In these images here, you see what we call the chess piece because we said, let's, let's really look at what a steering wheel is and and change that metaphor, right? So it's a device to control the car. But... We didn't want to do a traditional steering wheel also because of the flexible seating that became harder. So we test our designers to, uh, to think about it. And one of our designers, uh, near Seagulls, was watching his little son play with cars. <laughs> and he said, That's it. You know, that's it. The, the, the moment you have that little car, you start driving it. It's the first interaction almost that most people have with, with the cars to toys. Sure. So we said, Okay, let, let's keep that you that in touch for that. Um, but make it actually possible so with with our technology and with the um the digital touchscreen and the connection, we are actually able of of doing that and um, that way we can place the car strategically so the autonomous mode knows where to go, or you can actually hook it in in the in the front where it becomes almost like a joystick, and you can still take control over the car so um I think that 's uh, so something that, that makes its interior so unique that it's not only uh, flexible, but it's, it's almost human. And, and uh, just to touch on that, the moment you enter the vehicle, the doors open up in a certain way. And the way the doors open up is it's like a human embrace, right? When you haven't seen somebody in a while, you open your arms and you're happy to see them. And every time you approach this car, it does that for you, right? So there, there really is this... Um, this, this human warmth to this, this vehicle that, that is inviting and allows you to, to, to come in.
1: When, when you're designing, you're tasked to design uh, mm-hmm. the future autonomous vehicle, and by autonomous, we're all agreeing, this is fully self-driving. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it takes care of everything for you. So it's, yes, it's a conveyance. Um, instead of thinking it's a piece of hardware, it's, a, it's, it's really transporting you um, through wherever. And when you start to design this, are you, um, are you expected to, to think what people should have, or are you trying to figure out what Absolutely. people expect uh, without actually ever having experienced it?
2: Um, I would say that it's more towards the first one, right? Because we, we tend to look years into the future. So what people expect is, is kind of what is tomorrow, but what, what is next week is something we have to determine. And based on our, uh, you know, our, our, our gut feeling, but also our information that we have, we can say, okay, this is what the customer um, not only wants in the future, but actually expects, right? We uh, even know so the, the autonomous thing is that um, the we the, the way we do this we start out with storyboarding right so we actually create these scenarios almost like a movie and say okay this is realistic what what's going to happen around there and then we start um, um, problem solving because normally after a storyboard a lot of problems actually show up and say okay how are we going to tackle this and um, after that the design process kicks in so we really start with the user. And, uh, and the expectations of it. And then um, we, we follow through until the product. Now, obviously for the model L100, there was another thing that needed to be added to it, which was the celebration of the brand. And they also needed to have that impact, right? Um, because our, our, our customers uh, have many times uh, used Lincoln's for, uh, for occasions in their lives uh, to celebrate. Um, so it was a great opportunity for us to say, "Okay, let's let's do that now and and do what we're good at, which is celebrating occasions and make that in, into the car." Our customer always comes first um, through extensive research, and then to user case uh, storyboarding, and then into design.
0: Yeah, we are talking. Uh, we are talking with uh, Michael Thompson, who is interior design chief for Lincoln about what goes through his mind when he has to design these vehicles. And, yeah. you know, uh, I guess like everything, Michael, sometimes you have to make some compromises and it's hard. And sometimes when we drive vehicles, we say like, why'd they do that? But that's got to be difficult for you as an interior designer. Uh, you yeah. know, you want something to look a certain way. Like, for example, you look at that beautiful screen in the uh, L100 that is the floor, Someone might say, well, that's great, but, you know, what if I put floor mats
2: on it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can do digital floor mats, yeah. Yeah. This is actually easier to clean. Or someone might say,
0: oh, we don't have budget for that, you know, just paint it white or something.
2: Yes, and I, I think there's there a difference between a car that is, is a vision model versus a car that is, is actually in use, right? So what we're, what we're trying to say is that we are having a good look at technology and say, should it only be about information, or can we actually use it to rejuvenate? Right. Uh, and and, and you know, in this case, we use it as a digital floor uh, because we want to show that you know, we're not limited in our thoughts and we're not limited in our creativity. Yeah. So if we're saying, okay, the, the, the technology can only be to tell me, you know, which, um, how fast I'm going, uh, what my battery charge is, that's pure informational. And it's good. It's, it's good that we have that. Hey. Um, but it can't be the only thing. Michael, we are
0: going to take a break and be right back and talk more about interior design and this wonderful Lincoln L100. So stay tuned to Cruise Control. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. That other guy from Monterey is Michael (laughs) Thompson. We love talking design, and we will do more about it when we come back. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. I'm Fred Staub. He is none other than Les Jackson. And we are joined by Michael Thompson, who's the Lincoln Interior Design Chief, having a great discussion about this incredible vehicle, the L100, really looking into the future. It is a actual concept that you can drive. Michael's telling us a little bit about it during the break. And uh, we were going through a couple of things, just chatting amongst ourselves, Michael. And we we should talk about them because I think our audience would love it. Less asked about the wheels of. I know it's. I know you're an interior guy, but the wheels on the exterior. Um, they look like they're rotating. It's really LED lights, right?
2: It is yes. We actually reinvented the wheel. It's great. <laughs> the guys <laughs> did an amazing job with that. <laughs> and um, you know, it, it, the LEDs they uh, they they have a function as well. They're not just eye catching and gorgeous, but they also show uh, the state of the battery and, and how far it's charged, for instance, right? Um, but the, the, the wheel covers uh, make sure that the the there's, um, the aerodynamics are as good as they can be, and it's just amazing to see Michael. um so uh, these wheels are uh, they're they're absolutely gorgeous <laughs> and, and when you see it
0: yes he's uh michael's breaking up a little bit but uh as he was saying those LED oh. wheels are are show the state of charge of the vehicle which is which is really great so they have a function but uh you know Michael we talked about this um during the break, and there are a lot of aerodynamic cars coming out now. Mercedes has done them, many manufacturers have done them, and they're all kind of getting that shape where they kind of swoop down in the back. Once again, this is an exterior question, but I'll, uh, you're a designer, so you're deeply involved in all aspects of it. Yeah. Um, is that going to limit automotive design in the future? Because people would want to hit that coefficient of drag number, and maybe they say, well, you know, it's going to have that kind of boat tail back. And it's going to have that kind of swoop in the back uh, to hit the aerodynamic number to to really get um, good range, electric yeah. range. You know, it, as is that limiting as a designer or is that something well, you just have I, to work
2: I, with? It is something that we have to keep in mind for sure, right? I mean, uh, we, we have to make sure that our cars are as, as um arrow efficient as possible but there's different requirements so uh, the, 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 it's it's not actually an exterior question it's it's an exterior and interior question because it's a it's a balancing act between the best arrow plus what people expect from the interior right so in um, in, in this case of course about l100 we have more room to do both uh, but for a lot of other vehicles, to say okay, if there's a request for a three-row, or you know, what what is the second-row accommodation and how much headroom? Um, that that's going to be involving the um, the overall design of the vehicle. So I think it's it's you know, where do you place the emphasis? Is it going to be all on arrow, or is it going to be about interior uh, roominess, packaging, and what does that do? So um therefore, it, it changes from vehicle to vehicle. It's it's it. We, we can make the best aero car, but you might not get this as good of a second row out of it, uh, you know, the other way around as well. So it's, it's not just an exterior question, it's more of an overall vehicle question. Uh, but we're doing um, an amazing job right now, actually, with the, uh, with the drag, uh, as far as I was told, for, uh, for the aerodynamics on this one. Um,
1: the seating itself um, uh, it looks beautiful. And I'm sure it's very comfortable. Um, does it do the seats do anything um, else that maybe aren't being done now? I'm sure they, they probably heat and air condition and all of that, yes. um, massage. But it, or have you thought about, or maybe you already did, um, that, that the seats actually move or rotate or, or change?
2: Yes. And, so- In in, in the model L100, uh, the the front seat is actually going into the three layouts, right? So um, it becomes from a footrest to actually a social seating. Um, And it comes from underneath the IP. It creates a social seating environment where you can face each other, which is one of the benefits of autonomy. And then it actually rotates open for a more uh, traditional driving position. Um, and, and that's when you can also take control of the car. So within the same interior, we have three layouts, which is pretty unique. But like I said, you know, that's, that's kind of showing the flexibility of our interiors and uh, what, what is possible. Now, as far as further uh, or closer, I should say, to, to, to the reality, the seats are a crucial part in, um, let's call it an, a rejuvenation orchestra, right? So the massage seats by themselves are one thing. But what is displayed on that screen, and 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 what is, the, you know, the the sound, we're we we're, we're capturing all these senses in there and saying, okay, this is what creates the most sanctuary uh, interior, and and the seeding of that is uh, uh, a, a crucial part of that.
0: Wow, it, cool. it it really is it really is incredible. We should also mention. Uh, Michael, that that center console is actually a chessboard or can be used as a chessboard, <laughs> right? <laughs> well,
2: screwed. I think I need to explain chessboard. Chessboard is the working title that we used here. Uh, so um, the thing is that uh, one of our designers uh, saw his son play with this, uh, this car, right? So we said, okay, this is how we're going to control the car. And it almost felt like a chess piece on a chessboard. Yeah. So we have this, this digital uh, this uh, touchscreen right? uh, as a console. Um, As you can see, you know, I do need information, and that's the one. Um, And and this beautiful sculpted crystal uh, uh, piece, which is a a speed form of the vehicle, Um, it interacts, right? So you you can actually place that and say, okay, this is my location where I want to go. You place it on the chessboard, so it's not strategically placed if you like, and the car will take you there. Um, but the interaction with it is, is just great. So while we use the floor as an ambience type of light uh, screen or, or technology, the, the, the console board still is your source of information, but can also still adapt to whatever floor graphics you have.
0: Wow. Very, very neat.
1: Very- it's just really, I, I, it just makes you want to get in it and try it out.
0: And, and the, <laughs> the other thing too, Michael, um you know, I've read a lot on furniture and people potentially living in smaller spaces in the future. Exactly. And and what you've done with the folding seats and how they kind of reconfigure and become kind of multiple pieces of furniture is, is certainly something I think we're going to see even in home design um, for smaller apartments in the future. So, you know, you're not having endless pieces of furniture. You have configurations of furniture. And uh, – yes. Uh, you know really using a small space um, efficiently so that that's great that that is really it's not only wonderful artistic design it's also great engineering too to make that all work and and look great and um, yeah we really appreciate it how did you choose uh, interior over exterior or did that just happen for you when it comes to design
2: yes i I, I did exterior for a while and then um, one day at the at, at I, I I think I um I kind of totally, <laughs> I went to interior and and honestly to me that was a, a part where I, um, I I felt directly very comfortable with mm-hmm. uh, I felt comfortable with that that's too of course but the interior the possibilities that are there and every time a technology changes and I'm not just talking about screens. I'm talking about materials, right? That, right. Uh, the issue of toxic, and materials—wow—it changes the whole interior, right? Yeah. So it, it's it's moving so fast that that to me is where the um, the the challenge lies, and that's why I'm so happy to do interiors because you know whenever somebody comes out with something, we're going to start all over and and, and and incorporate it and think about it, and, you know, So it's um, it's so challenging, and I uh, I absolutely love it. Yeah, you. Sorry, one 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 thing. I, I know you just mentioned it, and I, I think it's great that you did, like the engineering team to make it all possible. I want to give a good shout-out to that because, you know what, my guys, I mean, we can draw it all day long, but they actually made it. And yeah. <laughs> somebody has that. You're right. Somebody <laughs> has Yeah. He's, he's, uh, yes,
0: yeah. Yes. Well, Michael Thompson, Lincoln Interior Design Chief, we'll have to have you back on. This is a great conversation about the L100. Beautiful vehicle. Thanks for being on the show. It's time for me to say I'm Fred Thanks Staub. Everybody. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Take care.
2: All right. Thanks, guys.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Michael.
0: Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.